the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, it's, uh, it's been really quite a journey, uh, to say the least. Uh, it's hard to believe that we are already um, uh, almost uh, one quarter of the second season of uh, this radio show. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, you can always, as I mentioned at the conclusion of every show, you can contact me directly if you like at Sira uh, Ministries. I'll spell it for you. It's C as in cat, I as in illustrate, R as in Romeo, A as in apple, then the word ministries in plural at gmail.com, Ministries at gmail.com. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and I'll be more than happy to interact with you, uh, as some of you have already done in terms of contacting me. Today's topic really is timely. Uh, probably some of you have already been exposed to this, but others maybe are not aware of it. But uh, the concept, the general concept of the topic uh, has been around for a while, at least from my own experience when I go around teaching at churches and uh, colleges, I get asked this question all the time which is, do Christians and Muslims worship the same God? Now, that's a very important question, no doubt about it. And uh, as uh, a former Muslim myself, I grew up uh, as a Muslim believing with all my heart that the God that I am worshiping, Allah, the God of Islam, is the same God as the God of the Jews and the Christians. The only difference is that uh, I truly believed that Christians have corrupted the name, the image, and the character of this God, and uh, they committed the unpardonable sin by claiming that uh, he is uh, Christ, and uh, Christ is the Son of God, and elevating Christ himself to become God, and and claiming this uh, doctrine of the Trinity, which uh, in my view as a Muslim, and any Muslim think that this is the idea that there are three gods, not one God. So the concept or the doctrine of the Trinity as Christianity teaches it that we believe in one triune God who uh, um, existed for all, all eternity and revealed himself in three dis distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, who also basically existed in all of eternity. Uh, this is uh, the nature of God, basically, and how he revealed himself to us, even though Biblically speaking, this revelation was progressive in terms of when uh, the Bible declared finally that this one God of the Old Testament, with hints of him being incarnated and coming to our world, that he is the same God that Jesus revealed to us and 
in his conclusion before his ascension, uh, gave us the uh, baptism formula to baptize the believers in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's what I mean by progressive revelations of God and his nature. Uh, Granted, um, one can make a case that it's quite possible Moses, the Jews, Isaiah, the prophets, and others maybe didn't fully understand uh, the nature of Yahweh, uh, the God that they are serving, but at the same time, they were faithful in revealing bits and pieces to us and to the people of their time about his nature until the time of Christ, which was also prophesied in the Old Testament. It's not like something new that we should be surprised that Jesus now all of a sudden is revealing to us the nature of the triune God, he himself as God the Son, of course, revealing that to us about the one God that we ought to be worshiping, who has revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, um, as I mentioned, if you've been following the news, at least uh, uh, those of you who are uh, in touch with uh, those issues, um, you probably would have came across a latest controversy at Wheaton College in Illinois, where one of the uh, professors, an associate professor there by name, uh, Larisha Hawkins, uh, who, uh, in a show of solidarity with Muslims, began to wear the hijab. Now, uh, there is a, a lot of misunderstanding uh, going on, uh, even among Christians, that uh, they believe that she is being pressured and chastised and uh, and questioned by the college uh, and other Christians, uh, not all Christians, I should say, but some, uh, uh, related to why she dressed up uh, like this, like Muslims. The, 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 the impression you get as if uh, there's a backlash that she is dressed up like a Muslim. Not at all. Actually, I I commend her for doing something like this. We all have to always show solidarity with our Muslim people uh, uh, because, uh, uh, as I mentioned, the majority of them, definitely wonderful, peaceful people, don't want any uh, harm to anybody, uh, and they are victims of this uh, so-called ideology, and they end up getting negative reactions from people because of what happens by the minority radicals. But that's not the question. The, The question is, was the backlash that she was getting related to the way she dressed up or some of her statements related to the God of Islam and God of Christianity? And now we see that the issue has to do with her view of who God is. In fact, she argued uh, that a certain religious solidarity with Muslims and Jews will go long away, a uh, long way, I should say, towards uh, quelling religious violence and Uh, innervating religionist fear of the religious other. That's at least her own quote. Uh, But the idea is this. um, Is she uh, truly uh, a believer that the God of Islam is the God of Christianity? And the answer is yes. And because of that, the Wheaton College leadership and a few other Christian organizations and professors began to raise the alarm bell related to that statement, especially coming from a uh, professor in a religious, a Christian college, I should say, um, who doctrinally uh, believe uh, that the God of the Bible uh, is the God that revealed himself in a certain way as the one triune God in his nature, and also um, uh, the three distinct persons, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if we begin to make statements like this, that we believe 
Muslims and Jews worship the same God. And there is the danger here that we are, first of all, misleading our Muslim friends to believe truly that um, there is no issue whatsoever in believing in the God of the Quran simply because here is another Christian professor asserting that um, the God of Islam is no different than the God of uh, the, um, uh, the Bible. But the problem is this. We do not worship the same God. We do not worship the same God at all. Because a simple look, for instance, at the Quran will reveal to us some misunderstandings from the Muslim standpoint. Chapter 5 of the Quran, by the way, uh, known as uh, in Arabic the chapter of the table or Surah uh, the, uh, Al-Ma'idah, uh, this particular chapter revealed to us a uh, polemic, an Islamic polemic against Christianity and specifically the doctrine of the Trinity. In fact, uh, Dr. James White uh, did an excellent piece on that, and uh, you can always Google uh, some of his lectures on YouTube or even go to his radio show or uh, his uh, website, and uh, um, one of those websites is the Alpha and Omega. You are going to uh, uh, hear how he articulate this argument against chapter 5. Nevertheless, uh, here is two samples or three samples from chapter 5, which, by the way, historically speaking, chronologically speaking, it was revealed towards the end of the life of Isla, uh, Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, towards the end of his life. Uh, all, many argue that it was almost uh, towards the last three years of his life. Uh, other uh, scholars uh, argue that chapter 5 was revealed in uh, different phases uh, uh, towards the uh, end of his life in at least two or three different phases. But nevertheless, it was one of the last to be concluding the Quranic revelation. Here is one of those verses in chapter 5, verse 73, and I'm using Yusuf Ali's translation. This is where it says, they do blasphemy who say Allah is one of three. Who was the they? That's the Christians who believe in the Trinity. This is the Islamic understanding of it. They do blasphemy who say Allah is one of three in a Trinity, for there is no God except one Allah. If they desist not from their word of blasphemy, verily a grievous penalty will befall the blasphemers among them. So notice how the Quran truly is revealing this to us. It's stating that to believe in the Trinity, it's a blasphemy against God. And to believe in the Trinity meant that Allah, God, is one of three gods. But is that really what the Trinity is all about? The Trinity is a doctrine based on collective studies and analyses of all passages related to the nature of the one triune God, Old Testament and New Testament. And Lord willing, I will be uh, doing a, an entire series on the Trinity with biblical foundations uh, to show that we do not just casually believe in something like this without any biblical support for it by the inspirations of God to the prophets and the gospel writers and other books in the Bible and by the superintendence of the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the Word of God. So we need to be mindful of this. This chapter 5, verse 73, is erroneous in its interpretation that this is what Christians believe in. It isn't a blasphemy to believe that we uh, worship one triune God. It is indeed blasphemy if we believe in three gods. So in some sense, I agree that believing in three gods is unbiblical, but also we need to understand that there is a misunderstanding here in this particular argument raised by the Quran, that 
the assumption that Christians worship three gods. That's not the case. Here is another denial in the Quran in the same chapter related to the nature of the one triune God. In chapter 5, verse 17, it says, In blasphemy indeed are those that say that Allah is Christ the Son of Mary. Here is what the Quran is raising, saying that Christians, or at least the Quran saying some Christians, it depends, you know, possibly Muhammad was exposed to a variety of uh, heretical Christian uh, sects at his, his time, because there, there were some uh, Christians in his time, by the way, that denied the triune nature of God. In fact, we deal with some of them today. Uh, you know, uh, I can mention Jehovah Witness and Mormonism, to say the least. Uh, so, uh, the Quran is asserting that there is a group, apparently, of Christians that says that Allah is Christ, the Son of Mary. Let me put it another way, that God is Jesus Christ. Well, that's actually utterly false. We do not believe that God is Christ. We believe that Christ is God. And you're going to say, well, it's semantic. No, it is not semantic. It's absolutely important to understand how we are going to lay this argument. We do not believe that God in his triune, uh, God in his eternal nature existed as Christ. Rather, God existed for all of eternity as one God, revealing himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, John tells us in chapter 1 that in the beginning the Word, and the Word is God, and the Word with God, right? And in the beginning the, the, the Word, and the Word, the word is uh, with God, and the Word is God. And later he stated that, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Notice. The Son existed in all eternity. The Son is God. It's not God is the Son. Big difference. And then the Son, at a certain point in history, appeared to us in the flesh as God incarnate. Now that's what the Bible teaches. That's what Christians believe. To say that Christians say that God is Christ, the Son of Mary, is utterly wrong. And it goes against the doctrine of the Trinity. Then also, uh, I must state that the Quran uh, gets it all wrong um, when it comes to uh, the Trinity itself and the formula of the Trinity and the members of the Trinity because the Quran asserts that Mary is the second member of the Godhead. That's not what we believe in. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We never, ever, as a, uh, a Christians, according to the Bible, believe that Mary is a member of the Godhead. That's also a blasphemy, and that's also a heresy, and that goes against the doctrinal teachings. In chapter 5 of the Quran, verse 75, it says that Christ, the son of Mary, was no more than a messenger. In other words, denying completely his deity and acknowledging only his um, uh, um, nature as a human nature. So the Quran denies the divine nature of Christ, but it asserts the human nature of Christ. With that in mind, uh, let me um, have you listen with me to this clip by Dr. William Lane Craig. And it's, it's very short. It's about uh, three minutes. And he addresses this very thing. Let's listen to clip number two. Um, I'd like to suggest that um, with these arguments that especially the um, 
the ontological argument, the special case that you proposed, that you'd actually strike close to the Muslim perspective on, on God, which is his absolute transcendence. So where, where you state as Christians that God becomes Jesus and has, you know, lives on the earth, yes. um, I'd like to suggest that some of the attributes that you mentioned, in particular all-knowing, all-powerful, and other, other such attributes, that these do not sit well, sit well with... I mean, there's a certain degree of irrationality in this assertion that he becomes mm -hmm. incarnated in Jesus. Um, yeah. So what, what would you like to... Yes, that's a very interesting question. And I think that what Muslim theology has failed to understand about the doctrine of the Incarnation is the doctrine of the two natures of Christ. As Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is one person, but that he has both a divine nature and a human nature. And in his divine nature, he is omnipotent, all-knowing, uh, uh, timeless, spaceless, or, or whatever. It is his human nature that is like ours, that is spatially located, uh, weak, limited in power, and, and so forth. And therefore, his, these limitations on his human nature have simply no effect whatsoever on his divine nature. Indeed, I would think a being is greater who has the ability to take on a human nature and be incarnate as a human being. Now, where my critique of the Muslim concept of God would come in at this point is that I think that the Muslim concept of God is not the greatest conceivable being. I would, in, and I have, pre criticized the Muslim concept of God precisely because it isn't the greatest concept. And in what way would I say that? I think the greatest conceivable being would be an all-loving being. His, his love would be unconditional, impartial, and universal. And this is the kind of love that Jesus revealed of our Heavenly Father. By contrast, the God of the Quran is partial, his love is conditional, you have to earn it, and it is uh, not uh, universal. He does not love sinners. Over and over again, the Quran says God loves not the unbelievers. He loves not sinners. He loves not the hard neck. He only loves believers. And so for that reason, I couldn't be a Muslim. I think that the concept of God in Islam is morally inadequate. So uh, this is a, a very interesting, by the way, um, argument that um, Dr. William Lane Craig, um, and by the way, you can always uh, track with him in his uh, website and his uh, YouTube series called Reasonable Faith. Um, uh, the questioner was uh, apparently, at least uh, I would assume, was a Muslim uh, questioner, uh, at least the appearance that, that I can see and the nature of his question, but uh, definitely he was a, a, a uh, give me the impression as a true seeker, a genuine seeker, uh, to um, find out more about the truth behind um, uh, the explanation that uh, Dr. William uh, Lane Craig was given. And his particular question was, how can we uh, compare and contrast, this is the questioner now, between the concept of the biblical God and the Muslim God. And Dr. William Lane Craig zoomed in immediately on one of those principal differences between biblical revelation of God and Quranic revelation of God, and that's the nature of Christ. Really, we have to understand, it is the nature of Christ that is the central piece that divides the both religions. 
if, in fact, if I want to even call Christianity religion, it's actually a relationship with God. But let's let's look at it from a Muslim perspective. The difference between the two is the nature of Christ. That's pretty much what's going on here. Because, I mean, as I mentioned in chapter 5, verse 17, it says, In blasphemy indeed are those that say that Allah is Christ, the son of Mary. There you go. There is a... Uh, uh, basically a fundamental difference here in understanding, first of all, the nature of Christ and also the nature and character of God. To say that God is Christ is completely wrong, and to deny the deity of Christ also is the completely wrong. So Dr. William uh, Lane Craig's answer was that we as Christians believe in Christ as 100% divine, 100% human. Some will say, well, this is hard to grasp. Well, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, uh, God told us that his ways are not our ways and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, uh, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And his nature, obviously, is completely something above what we can comprehend. And that's really the fundamental also problem that I face as a Muslim and many of my Muslim uh, people face is that we try to put God in a box and try to understand him. If we can understand God, then we should be gods ourselves. I mean, it's something that we have to ask ourselves. We let, let us be fair and let us be honest with ourselves. How can we, mere human, which Islam actually asserts that we're forgetful, we're, we're weak, how can we, in that state, and as the Bible teaches, in a fallen state, actually, uh, unable to even uh, comprehend our need for salvation, how can we even understand the God who is our Savior and uh, our need for Him? So we need to really... Um, uh, be fair to ourselves. And and another uh, fundamental difference that Dr. William Lane Craig raised here is the concept of a loving God. Indeed, the Trinity actually is um, what resolves that uh, uh, enmity between us and God. It, because God in his nature cannot die. And no one denies that. God is a spirit and God cannot die. And therefore, it is um, something that is extremely, extremely um uh, you know, baffling to our mind to see that God took on a human flesh in the person of Christ to come down to earth to serve among us, to serve us, and ultimately to save us from our sin. If it wasn't for this concept, if it wasn't for uh, the Son of God coming in to earth, we won't be saved. I won't be able to tell you that I am saved and I my salvation is assured and guaranteed also, simply because God doesn't die. The flesh that our Lord has taken can die. I mean, any person knows that the body dies. Even Muslims acknowledge that the spirit of the person never dies. So God doesn't die. Why is it so complicated for God to take a human flesh, live sinless and pure life in that flesh? He is God. He can do it. And just because God is in the flesh doesn't confine God because God is everywhere. He is omnipresent. So let us be careful how we analyze God because indeed the Muslim thinking is blasphemy against God and his ability to do all things. And then Dr. William Lane Craig says also that the Trinity itself, the concept of the loving God, revealed to us a God who uh, loves unconditionally, uh, that his love is universal for all people and shows lack of partiality. He is unpartial God who loves even sinners. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense for God to send his own son to die for the world that includes sinners. Of course, I mean, I know there is an argument now, um, or at least I should say it's debatable, the use of the world 
the word world in uh, John 3.16. You know, some might say this is just the elect, and others might say it's everybody. But either way, we would agree that sinners are included in this uh, uh, phrase. So, um, with that in mind, um, i like for us uh, to at least, um, uh, you know, be mindful of the fact that when we as believers in Christ reach our Muslim people, uh, the argument uh, that uh, they uh, struggle with is not calling God Allah. But, you know, actually, we have uh, evidence in the Arabic Bible and also other manuscript evidence from uh, the earliest Arabic Bible translation that the word Allah was used. And we also can uh, argue from the Quran itself that the concept or the name of God as Allah existed even before the rise of Islam. This is a topic that obviously is complicated and will require more than one show. Uh, our time uh, is up for today, but I look forward really to talking to you again about this uh, particular topic next week. And uh, I want to just remind you that you, you can always reach me by emailing me at um, ministries at gmail.com. And you can follow us always at uh, SoundClouds, and you can search for Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. Until we meet again, have a blessed week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.